Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Oh, it seems that ESPN cannot get out of its own way. As we know, we have been witnessing a epic woke implosion of the ESPN company. Let us not forget that they're owned by Disney. Yeah. Uh, so, in the last week, we've had the epic woke meltdown. And this is what happens. They're eating their own. And it is glorious. We are here to witness it. And uh, laugh. Laugh at their expense. This is what you get. Well... Last night, Jeff Van Gundy, Van Gundy, everybody remember that commercial? That was back when the NBA was actually great. Well, anyway, Jeff Van Gundy made a remark last night. I didn't see much wrong with the remark, but former NFL player and super wokey woke woke super woke wokester, former Steelers, Ryan Clark, oh, who's turned into one of these Shannon Sharp types. You know, he gives his commentary on everything. Well, guess what? He attacked Jeff Van Gundy over social media over this remark last night. Oh, man. This this is nuts. Uh, it's getting out of hand from ESPN. Very quickly, make sure you go over and subscribe to Black and White Sports on podcast. We are setting records day over day over day on plays. That podcast is growing like crazy, and if you're not able to consume the audio or the uh, video for that day, go over, check us out on audio, play it in the office, whatever you want to do, and it's available wherever fine podcasts are available. Jeff Van Gundy's hoodlum remark, oh, you know, they call that code. That's racial coding. Yeah. Oh, hoodlum, thug, all those things. Oh, the SJWs go nuts. Jeff Van Gundy's hoodlum remark about son's Devin Booker draws scrutiny on social media. ESPN commentator Jeff Van Gundy caught some flack on social media on Thursday night for his remark about son's guard Devin Booker in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Damn it, the Suns won again. Damn it, I'm still not watching. With 3.32 remaining in the third quarter, Booker missed a jumper, followed his shot, and put the ball back in the hoop to put the Suns back up 10 points on the Bucks. The sharp play prompted an odd remark from the former NBA coach. By the way, he was a really good coach. Go look his record up. He had those Knicks teams that were so great back in the day. Quote, he's got an edge to him. He looks like a choir boy, but he plays like a hoodlum, Van Gundy said. Oh, man, I could just imagine the smartphones that got picked up. Oh, the people running to their laptop that says smash capitalism. Oh, drinking their Starbucks. Good God. Booker's mother is Mexican-American and Puerto Rican. His father, a former NBA player 
is African-American. The comment prompted a laugh from his co-host, Mark Jackson. By the way, Mark Jackson is a black man. Ryan Clark, a current ESPN NFL analyst, cut the remark, as many did on Twitter. Here we go with Twitter again. The former NFL defensive back said the remark was certainly, quote, code. There we go. Code, racial coding. Everybody get triggered. Van Gundy just called D-Book light-skinned. He looks like a choir boy. What? That certainly is code, Clark tweeted. God almighty. You guys are lunatics. You wake up every day a loon. There's Ryan Clark. Here we go with others. Rob Cheryl. I don't even know. He's got. He's actually got a verified. Oh, the blue check marks are out in droves. Oh, yeah, Jeff Van Gundy getting cooked for that hoodlum comment as soon as the clock run out in the fourth. Jeff Van Gundy saying Booker looks like a choir boy but plays like a hoodlum in 2021 in an ESPN NBA broadcast team already trying to pull itself through racism. (laughs) All the company has done is literally destroyed itself trying to cater to diversity. And comments like this are made, and y'all don't have the wherewithal to understand that. Tanya Ray Fox, don't know who that is with a blue check mark. Jeff Van Gundy needs to take it down several notches. I don't know who this next clown is either. Jeff Van Gundy and Rachel Nichols doing no favors for ESPN's image of diversity this week. Kyle J. Andrews, Devin Booker plays like a choir boy, but plays like a hoodlum. What does that even mean, Jeff Van Gundy? And this guy is still triggered over last week when Jeff Van Gundy said there's a sissification of basketball. Yeah, he's called the NBA players a bunch of damn sissies because when he was coaching, the players still had testicular fortitude. Jeff Van Gundy can't get out of his way. ESPN didn't immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. Van Gundy has drawn some ire over questionable remarks in the past. Most recent came in the Western Conference Finals. And, of course, I'm sick of the sissification of the game. That's not a flagrant foul. He contested it. He fouled him. Shoot your two three free throws, basically, and shut up. Oh, God. This is what has happened to our sports, folks. It is not about the sports. It is not about the game. It is about let's hang on every word, every uh, pronunciation, uh, inflection of voice, everything that can possibly trigger somebody where they can run to their phone and be like, oh, my God, he offended me, blah, blah, blah. I have no testicles, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. This is pathetic. This is pathetic. This is exactly what has in large part, ruin sports. It's why many of us, you and me, have not returned back to the NBA because everything is not about the game, but it is about social justice. It is about political correctness, which is burning this country to the ground. So, Look, social media and political correctness are like the two worst things that has ever happened to this country, I think. Next to the mainstream media that is pushing that agenda, right? 
Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Again, make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports here on YouTube and on podcast. We appreciate it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrans for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about the Olympics. As we know, it's coming. It's roaring in this direction. And it's going to be in Tokyo. And they have since said there's going to be no spectators. Good God. Here we go again. Now the Delta variant. My God. I think they had an increase of cases by like 140 cases. In the whole country, they got like 800 cases or 800, 900 cases of this. The Delta variant. Oh, the mainstream media. The media is the real virus. We know this. If you're subscribed to this channel, you're smart enough to know this already. So... We got the Olympics coming. As we know, the IOC came out and said, we will not, we will not allow any protesting of any sort at this Olympic Games. None. But many of you smart subscribers in the comment section said, yeah, but what are they going to do? And here's the issue. The media is going to be the problem here. They're going to be the catalyst because if the IOC chooses to punish athletes that protest, the mainstream media will destroy the IOC. It will be everywhere. We'll be doing videos on it. They will destroy them for not allowing these athletes to protest social justice. I assure you, the IOC will be labeled racist. And there will be no no way around it. CNN, Don Lemon will have some athlete on there pissing and moaning. Oh, and he'll probably be crying a tear or whatever. Rachel Maddow, we know how this goes, okay? So we're sort of preparing ourselves for that. Well, a former Ol- Olympic hero, uh, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, a Republican, trans man, person, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm not I'm not sure exactly which way I'm supposed to go with that. Sorry for the F-bond John Matrix, but, man, you know, sometimes this shit's just ridiculous, okay? So, Caitlyn Jenner came out, made these comments, because she said, look, we shouldn't allow protesting. We got House Republicans calling on the U.S. Olympic Committee to make sure they do not allow protesting, especially during things like the National Anthem. We know all the things we're going to see. Gwen Berry's going to the Olympics. He made some comments about her. We will talk about that. Let's check this out. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was on with Fox News this morning. The Olympics should not be used as a political tool for flag protesting. Former Olympic athlete Caitlin Brucey Jenner told Fox and Friends on Friday 
that she, he, fuck, Bruce, sorry, disagrees with protests at the Olympic Games and views them as a, quote, political tool. Caitlyn Jenner, I've been around Olympics, obviously, for a long time. I was the first one in 1972. I love my country. I'm so proud to be an American. I was the first one ever to put a flag up at the finish line. So I've been a patriot for a a long time, and I don't like using the Olympic Games as a political tool. I don't like that. I think the Olympic Games has the greatest potential for good in the world. It's the largest gathering of countries in the world. He's not wrong. He's not wrong about that. Look, the Olympic Games usually fills us up with pride and hope. I've said before, sports in general used to be ate up with patriotism, ate up with love for the country. There was there was no sports better at being patriotic. NFL, Major League Baseball used to own patriotism. It was fantastic. The one thing you could count on, you know, uh, was patriotism. Now, to Gwen Berry, and I wish I could have got this video, but God, Fox flags us every time we do. So, I didn't get it. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, they asked, Caitlyn Jenner about Gwen Berry. And Caitlyn kind of laughed and said, well, when it comes to worrying about Gwen Berry as a hammer thrower, protesting, he feels like there is absolutely nothing to worry about because simply put, she's not good enough to meddle. She won't be at a podium. He said she's not. She is not a medal caliber athlete that will win a gold, silver, or bronze at the Olympics. So she won't be on a podium protesting. Caitlyn Jenner said she's not good enough. Now, he said the lady that actually did win that event, he said very well could be the one that wins the gold uh, for the United States. And look, that'll be great, right? That would be great because uh, those two other ladies turned to the flag, put their hands over their heart, and respected our country the way an Olympic athlete should conduct themselves. Now, look, Caitlin, I know you'll probably come through here and watch this video, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of them guys do. Uh, God damn. Whatever. Sorry. Uh, I'm not making fun. I'm really not. But I'm just saying, look, you know, I'm us rednecks are still trying to figure this shit out, okay? So, uh, Cut us a cut us a break there. Uh, so anyway, you get the point, guys. And look, if these videos can't be fun, what the hell's the point of making them, right? You tell me what you think. He says, simply put, they should not protest. And Gwen Berry, sorry, but you're not very good. You're not very good. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about one of our favorites, Jason Whitlock. 
As we know, Jason Whitlock is from The Blaze. The Blaze TV is where Jason is now located. And Jason's got a YouTube channel. I'll show you what that looks like when we get done with this article. He's got a new podcast, Fearless with Jason Whitlock. And it's great. It's my favorite new podcast. I listen to it all the time. Plus, I can now watch him on YouTube. He's got a hell of a good setup going. Uh, By the way, Jason, I do not claim to be a journalist. I am a redneck from Texas talking about drama surrounding sports. And, yeah, I am here to call out these woke a-holes. Correct. i got to give Jason Whitlock credit for one thing. One thing you just don't see. Jason is unapologetic and unafraid to bring some God into his sports talk show. Okay? They talk, they talk a little religion on there, okay? They get a little deep, him and Uncle Jimmy. And I appreciate that, okay? I'm not religious, but Lord knows I could use more religion in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm trying. What can I say? I'm trying, as I just dropped the F-bomb in my previous video. But, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to this article. It is immediate. Jason Whitlock rips Maria Taylor over Rachel Nichols' Fuhrer. She's framing ESPN as racist to get paid. ESPN has been the center of controversy this week after a bombshell New York Times story leaked a private conversation from Rachel Nichols commenting on diversity issues within the company. Yeah, they uh, went super wokey woke super woke. After the George Floyd thing, but let's be honest, they were already pretty woke prior to that. ESPN's Maria Taylor endured a brunt of demeaning private conversation as Nichols, who is white, claimed Taylor, who is black, was handed the NBA Finals hosting responsibilities because of the worldwide leader's, quote, crappy track record with diversity, which is utterly insane because all ESPN has done is cater to the rest of the mainstream media and to Twitter. You know, those 8-10% to 10% on Twitter that is not part of actual real life? According to Jason Whitlock of The Blaze, it's Taylor who deserves blame for the drama. The Maria Taylor-Rachel Nichols controversy will spark a different ESPN mission statement to serve angry and easily offended black women in every community. Anytime, any, anywhere, Whitlock wrote in his column. I know I'm not supposed to say that, the Blaze contributor adds. I'm supposed to shout, yes, queen, and pretend that Taylor's fight for $8 million a year contract is the equivalent of Rosa Parks refusing to take a back seat on a bus. Maria Taylor, it is not one in the same. I'm saying that. The leaked comments from Nichols were pulled from a private conversation she had last July. Nichols inadvertently left an ESPN camera running in her hotel room while she blasted the company for choosing Taylor to host the NBA Finals. Nearly one year later, the disparaging comments surfaced as Taylor's contract with ESPN ESPN is set to expire in less than two weeks. The blowback on Nichols is preposterous and unfair, Whitlock wrote. Amid backlash from her comments, Nichols was removed from the sideline reporting just hours before Game 1 of the NBA Finals. 
Quote, but what's worse will be the damage done to ESPN's work culture. Whitlock adds, claiming this is all a cash grab from Taylor. She's framing ESPN as racist to get money. And very quickly, there is Jason Whitlock and there is his YouTube channel. Go over and subscribe. He's got a little over 9,000 subs. It just started. Uh, Guys, go over there and tell them Black and White Sports sent you. Let's get their subscribers up after this video. Um, Let's get them up there. We got to get Jason Whitlock a lot more subscribers than that. Um, So, he's absolutely right. Maria Taylor pulled the race card out of her pocket, threw it out on the table, and uh, is trying to use that to get paid. The word has it. She wanted Stephen A. Smith money, Mike Greenberg money, um, and, of course, she's not going to get it. New York Post last night, there was a story, I did a video on it, that she got offered slightly less than $3 million a year, which is actually a three-times raise for her. And, look, Maria Taylor, I've said it before, say it again, she is talented. She is. But she's also not a draw. You're not tuning in to ESPN to see Maria Taylor do anything. Uh, no offense, Rachel, Rachel Nichols, but you're woke ass. Nobody's tuning in to check you out either, okay? I'm just just being real. You're not the reason people are tuning in. They're trying to get analysis or debate or whatever they're trying to get, and we don't want political narratives in any of it. And ESPN has failed mightily in uh, swerving away. I mean, let's be honest. The one thing about ESPN... Uh, you know, the, the George Floyd verdict came in and they post that on ESPN.com. That has nothing to do with sports whatsoever. Nothing. Why is it on ESPN.com? It's one thing to see it on CNN. It's one thing to see it on Fox news. It's one thing to see it on Newsmax, the blaze, whatever, but not ESPN. And that's the problem. ESP, CNN. We say it, the worldwide leader in woke. Uh, so, um, Jason Whitlock is right. He also added in the podcast I listened to, they did a little, uh, he does a little scoring system thing towards the end of the podcast. Maria Taylor, they one of the things they scored was her character. He gave her a one, I think. One out of 24. Okay, with one being the worst. Well, she looks like the worst right now. When you try to play the color of your skin to get to where you need to go or to try to get paid, Maria Taylor, you're despicable, okay? That's that's trashy as hell. How, how else can I say it? It's despicable and it's trashy, and it makes you look terrible. Nobody will ever look at you now for how good you were at the job you were doing Nobody will ever look at you for that again. They'll look at you because you played your skin color to try to get a raise. You look like straight trash, homie. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are available. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
the no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, the hits keep on coming for one ESPN, a.k.a. ESPCNN, as we like to call him on this channel, a.k.a. Walt Center. The hits keep on coming for ESPN during this whole Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor fallout. Former ESPN employees have been talking about, you know, race and racism and stuff like that. And now we actually have another former ESPN employee weighing in on this Maria Taylor Rachel Nichols thing. Now, this particular person, and I'm talking about Mike Golick from Mike and Mike, he's not taking a side on the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor thing. However, he is absolutely bashing ESPN as a company for their lack of leadership for not getting a grip on this from jump. Now, it's possible, you know, that this all could have been avoided in the beginning because I believe it's clear as day that ESPN knew about the existence of that leak audio, that leak video, but a better part of a year. It was recorded, recorded a year ago. They had to know about this, but yet it seems like leadership at ESPN, and I'm talking about you, Jimmy Patero, did do much of anything. Maybe they just thought that this whole thing was just going to blow over, or maybe the ESPN is just so woke now, they couldn't do this because you have a black woman and a white woman, and if you criticize the black woman, you'll be called a racist. So we're going to be diving into what Mike Golick had to say in this video, guys. But first, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Okay, guys, let's get into this. It says here on the spun, Mike Golick has message for ESPN after Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor news. And he has some pretty blunt words here for ESPN. And let's just get right into it right here at the bottom of this article here. Mike Golick actually believes that ESPN should be embarrassed by this whole situation. They should. They really should. Leadership didn't do anything about this. They did nothing to stop the bleeding and the blood is still flowing to this day now, folks. It says here, Goalie thinks ESPN should be embarrassed with how it handled the entire entire situation. The worldwide leader 
Are they really the world, worldwide leader anymore? No, they're the worldwide leader in woke. But I digress. It says the worldwide leader could have smoothed things over by simply getting Nichols and Taylor together with a member of upper management to talk things over. So this is what Mike Golick had to say. He said this, quote, here's my problem. And it's been my problem with a lot of things over time, whether it's at ESPN or anywhere else. It's communication. Golick said during an episode of Stu Potty via Barrett Media Sports. Communicate more. You let this situation get bad. Somebody higher up at ESPN needs to get involved and say, listen, you guys both work for this company. We're all going to get in one room and we're going to talk about this. The lack of face to face meetings with people to talk about anything. Things that need to be talked about to me is embarrassing. This had been a year old. Somebody in leadership needs to step up and say, "Okay, that person's texting and you aren't responding to the text. No, we are going to the same room. We're going to be in the same room and talk about it. I've said this from day one. I learned this from my parents, especially my father. You deal with people face to face, voice to voice during COVID. Even if it is the aftermath. And you are trying to clean things up, get face to face somehow, some way. One party wanted to, the other didn't, and that's fine. But that's when the leadership needs to take charge. Close quote. Absolutely, because this firestorm now probably could have been avoided by talking it out. Now, we know that Rachel Nichols on the Leith Audio said that it was actually her job in her contract to be the sideline reporter for the NBA Finals. Now, if that's true, and Clay Travis actually talked about this, he said that that Rachel Nichols has a legal lawsuit against ESPN if they actually violated her contract. And I would agree with that. I really would. I don't know if that's exactly true, but that's what Rachel Nichols said, you know. But ESPN was virtue signaling. They put Maria Taylor... And Rachel Nichols spot, but nothing more than wokeness. We've been telling you guys this for the longest time. They are the worldwide leader in woke. And then once again, after all the fallout and the backlash, they removed Rachel Nichols from the NBA finals. And they put Malika Andrews in her place. So double whammy for Rachel Nichols. But this is ESPN's fault. They have created this monster. Maybe now, maybe just now, they will realize, which they probably won't because they already was talking about equity uh, with the um, Black Journalists um, Association. They're, they're still focused on the wokeness. It's not going to get any better. It's not. Because I guess, you know, communication, that is secondary. Wokeness is a lot more important to ESPN than actually talking out situations. So Mike Golick, he's absolutely 100% right about this. ESPN's upper management, they failed. They failed. They did nothing to stop all of this. They knew about the existence of this video. They had to. Now, I'm not saying that ESPN didn't say that they haven't heard about the video, but you have to be an idiot to believe that they actually 
did not know about the existence of this video. But, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, do you agree with Mike Golick that ESPN's upper management, they dropped the ball on this? I think it's clear as day, if you ask me. Upper management should be actually held accountable for this. But they're not going to do it. Nothing is probably going to happen to anybody in upper management at ESPN. However, they did suspend a black person. The only one to get punished in this whole thing, a black person that actually told Maria Taylor about the existence of the video. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about a story that just came out involving NFL Ticket and one of the big streaming services wanting to get in on the NFL badly. And they're trying to use Sunday Ticket to do it. As we know, Sunday Ticket was with DirecTV. I actually don't have Sunday Ticket. The only thing I've ever actually had was NFL Red Zone, and I do get that every year. But it's much cheaper than uh, Sunday tickets. Sunday tickets pretty expensive. Uh, so let's get to this story from Outkick. Also, very quickly, make sure you subscribe to this channel, Black and White Sports. And if you want to get the audio from this channel or from Black and White Sports or both, uh, check us out on podcast wherever fine podcasts are available. Google, Apple, Spotify, CastBox. The list goes on and on. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. Then you can listen to us in the office and not get caught for watching videos. Let's get to this story. Apple in early talks for NFL ticket. The NFL's $100 billion rights deal in March did not include a partner for Sunday ticket. Friday, the information reported that Apple is in, quote, early talks with the NFL to acquire Sunday Ticket, which allows subscribers to watch all of the NFL's out-of-market games on Fox and CBS. Potential partners expect the NFL will charge more for Sunday Ticket moving forward with its current $1.5 billion a year agreement with DirecTV. AT&T and DirecTV holds the package's exclusive rights until the end of 2022. While DirecTV said it said to have lost as much as $2.5 billion in its time in holding the rights, Sunday Ticket would be a game-changer for Apple. Presumably, Apple would offer Sunday Ticket as an add-on to its $4.99 a month Apple TV streaming service. Apple TV Plus does not have a strong library that's to offer competitors but getting into business with NFL would put Apple's OTT into the discussion. Securing the rights to Sunday Ticket is also a strategic defensive play. Should Apple fail to get the deal done, the package would likely go to and elevate one of the competitors. So in other words, we'll buy it so they won't have it, pushing Apple further behind. 
If not Apple, Sunday Ticket could end up on ESPN+. Plus. Good God, Disney getting even stronger. Or Amazon's Prime Video. I would not sleep on Amazon in this. Quote, there are signs Apple's attitude towards programming investment may be changing. The information says last year Apple hired James DiLorenzo to run its sports division for Apple TV+. DiLorenzo came from Amazon where he was head of sports for Amazon Video. He negotiated Amazon's initial deal with the NFL to stream live games. That is interesting. The move suggests Apple is taking a closer look at bringing live sports into its still fragiling business streaming service. In addition to Sunday Ticket, NFL Network and NFL Red Zone could also partner with a streaming giant. In a June letter, the league told team owners that it hired Goldman Sachs Group to explore potential partnerships with a media technology to bolster NFL Network, Red Zone, and NFL.com. To sum it up, there's only one way to live in 2021. Subscribe to Netflix, Disney+, ESPN+, Hulu, HBO Max, Apple TV+, Amazon Prime Video, Tubby, good God, Discovery+, and about 20 other streaming services. Ah, the days of only paying cable. You know what? Let me see. One, two, no, wait, one, two, three. Four, five, six. I do have six of these services. Sorry, Disney Plus. I do not have you and will not for the foreseeable future. So, uh, Gina Carano. Yeah. So, anyway, this doesn't surprise me. They're looking for some leverage and they're trying to get the service. Look, Apple Plus TV. What is on there exactly? I mean, think about it. What is the signature program? The one thing where you're like, oh, crap, we got to go subscribe to that, you know? I mean, at least with Netflix, they've been smart in acquiring, at times, some already established television shows like Longmire, which was a number one show on A&E, and uh, A&E didn't want it anymore. They decided they were going to cancel it, and Netflix stepped in and picked it up, and guess what? Viewers like myself said, well, shit, I need to find out what happens in Longmire, so I've subscribed to Netflix, okay? And we've seen that with a lot of other entities. We're still crossing our fingers. Hannibal will come back one day. Uh, but the NFL, the number one rated television product in all of the land in the United States, the NFL would certainly help Apple TV+. Plus. I do not have NFL ticket, like I said. I know Mr. Matrix gets it every year. Uh it would be interesting to note, would Matrix add Apple TV for this package? Um, it's going to be interesting to see where Red Zone ends up. Not, And in case you're wondering, there's two different Red Zones out there. There's one that's uh, uh, Andrew Ciceriani or somebody with uh, NFL Network. or with uh, Yeah, he's with NFL Network, but he hosts a DirecTV version. And then the version I have is the NFL Network version, which is hosted by Scott Hansen. So, that's strange too, right? Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.